This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Friday morning at 7.05, much like Monday and Wednesday morning at 7.05, I've decided to bring in Curtis Sliwa, noon to one every weekday, all weekend long, overnights, because I find him funny, and uh, he hates everybody. And today, this is going to be a real ass-kicking. I don't even know where to start. I mean, Peter King running up to the mayor last night. Oh, God. Him. Oh, yeah, know, what a sicko fan. What a goobie. Oh, Eric Adams, I'm an Eric Adams Republican. <laughs> Anything I could do is my friend. with the Reverend, the rabbi. Ooh, ooh, Eric, 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 hit me. I'm Peter King. I'm a traitor to the Republican Party. <laughs> He's not any of those things. He took pictures. He posted them. So oh, come on. I've taken many pictures with Eric Adams, and I'm a more a bigger Republican than you are. Excuse me. What was many. he doing there? What was he doing there? He, oh, Eric Adams? No, you your friend, Peter King, the Eric Adams Republican, defender of Bruce Blakeman who can't chew gum and think at the same time. We'll get to Bruce Blakeman. We'll get to Peter King, all that. But uh, this morning you came in with a real, real problem with uh, Noam Layden. So it turns out that a couple days ago I uh, left the station. I was on the way home, minding my own business, as I do most days. And I got a text from Noam Layden. And Noam sent a picture to me of Bo Deedle inside the same studio with you. And everybody knows, of course, that you and Bo have gone back and forth on this show, and Bo ain't playing. He was actually very angry. And the caption read, and I quote, Oh, my God, I just heard Curtis Sliwa apologize like a little bitch. And uh, that's all he sent me. And now Bo came in yesterday and confirmed that that's exactly what you did so, Mr. Guardian Angel, 41-year tough guy, you don't seem so tough this morning. No, really. Yeah. Uh, right away yesterday, Noam Layton, who runs from the cone man, right? <laughs> he runs from that little pissy, little schmendrick that he is. Oh, he's right across the street from the precinct, and he's running from the cone man. My God. That's why I brought him some Coca-Cola yesterday and Pepsi-Cola, because they say if you drink it, it helps you grow testicles <laughs> and increases your testosterone. Oh, come on. And I would have gotten him some tampons today, but it's more expensive now because of inflation. I couldn't afford <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! How weak! How sycophantic! And then it well, dawned upon. But is there anything unfactual about yes, that? Yes, there is. But you, hold so on. You, okay. Let me, before we get yeah. to that, yes. I said to myself, "Why would Gnome be Sid's Maytag?" Uh-huh. Slowly and surely, I turned step by step. Yeah. To the old WABC when Noam Layden would sit there with Michael Guzman eight weeks of the year while your entire Imus crew was gold-breaking and slacking. Oh, we're playing best of, it's worst of. And, and, and he spent that time. And then finally, you come on the scene with Bernard. And the first thing you did, you fired him. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's, it's not accurate. It's the second thing I did. Right, but you had him fired. <laughs> well, I didn't have him fired. I, I, uh, Juliet Huddy, who you know pretty well, obviously. Yeah, right. I had to rescue her from you guys because you but, wanted her fired, too. Well, she came in, and then Craig Schwab, and I hate blaming somebody else. I really do. But Craig Schwab took us to this Italian restaurant across the street from the Madison Square Garden, which is now out of business, mind you. And uh, he said, we're considering replacing Noam with Juliet Huddy. And he asked me and Bernard, both of us right there, if we were okay with that. And uh, we said, I swear to God, we go, well, who's buying lunch? And he said, I am. And we said, do whatever you want. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. You no, know who don't. went into Craig Schwab's office and lobbied on behalf of Noam Layden? Nobody. Me. That's a lie. Yeah, it's not a lie. One hundred percent lie. Absolutely not. And Noam Layden knows that because he came to me, Curtis, and they're firing me. I got a wife and kids and the Heights in Jersey City. You know me, Curtis. Why are they doing this to me? So you feel betrayed here? You you blame me for firing Noam, which of course is ridiculous. I don't have the authority to no, fire no, anybody. Hold on. Hold on. I saw yeah. he had one of his sons sitting there the other day, and the son was like, "What am I doing here, Dad? Just sit there. I want everybody to see you to know that if I get fired this time." <laughs> Somebody's got to feed these kids. Come on, you know that's true. His son was sitting there like, Dad, what am I doing here? Is that Gabriel? You're the younger uh, kid. Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so you blame me for firing him, and now you're going, well, wait a second. I'm the guy that went into the office and tried to salvage your job, and yet you're stabbing me in the back. No, no, don't lie. Wait You you asked me to defend you, you with Greg Schwab in the man. I see, did. That's see, true. See, see. That is true. But as a journalist, I saw what was happening in the other room. Bo went into to the podcast studio he is in your face and as a journalist uh, i have to tell the truth and the truth is what it was is that i heard the words i'm sorry come out of your mouth and so as a journalist people expect me to tell what's going on well you did a great job thank you very fake much news, thank you Noam. fake news by the way you were uh, linda trip <laughs> call Nome. that's why i want i, I was looking I, for tampons I, for you I linda trip to monica Lewinsky. i knew curtis would attack me I knew that was, but I, as a journalist, I have ethics and I have you to, had to do it. No, I had I to do it. So, wait a second. I actually got tape of it because I knew what? he would deny that he had apologized to Bo. And I didn't want to let on to that yesterday because I knew he would lie. He would say that he never made the apology. So, great. I do have tape. Do you want to hear? Now, hold on. Before you play this, okay. there was one lady who sent me a message yesterday. And she was horrified by the fact that you guys put the mics on right. without asking Curtis's opinion. And I explained to her... That's how you get big ratings, and then she apologized to me. <laughs> no, no, that's how you become Linda Tripp to Monica Lewinsky, and you bring down Bill Clinton, the president of the United States, with the blue dress and the stain. Oh, let's see you what Yenta. Uh, let's see what Noam has here. Go ahead, Noam. Here's uh, this is what it sounded like when Curtis apologized to Bo two days ago. Oh, Bo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh please, God. please. Don't hurt me. Please don't do anything. I'm sorry. I said what I said. I'm sorry, Bo. Wow. This is uh, Mr. Guardian Angels. Mr. I'll take on the city with my bare hands. And that's you two days ago when Bo Deedle walks in the studio. By the way, let's set the record straight because you're sick of Fantoni and Lackey. You're Maytag now, Gnome. Hey, hey, Noam, you yes. got job security now, okay? You'll be able to feed the wife and kids. Uh, so, Bo comes into the studio. Naturally, he's all mad. You know, he's, the testosterone is crashing through his cranium. You go, you know, you and I, we got a lot of things in common. What is this stuff going on? What is this stuff? And I say, yeah, go ahead, Bo. You got to let him vent. You know how Bo is. Uh-huh. And so, we declared a detente. We what do you mean think- we declared? He, he made you, a, he basically walked in and you apologized because no. you were scared to no, death. No, there was no apology. I'm there was not no afraid. apology. Hold who, on, so you never said. Who the, who the uh, hell uh, am listen, I afraid I, of? I understand that, and I wasn't there. So you're telling me 
Those two words, I'm sorry, no. never came out of your Absolutely mouth. Absolutely, wow. Jack Deadly Squad. But we not. just played the tape. You know, if you would have put a lie detector machine on Gnome Lady now, ahead. he'd be blown to kingdom no, come. I, this is not true. You, the, Maybe that, that confession there wasn't accurate, but I heard the words come out of Curtis's mouth. It was three words. Bo, I'm sorry. Well, I got news for you. I heard that not only did Curtis apologize and say, Bo, I'm sorry, but when Bo left... Curtis grew back his testicles, <laughs> went into the newsroom, and Justin said to him, are you really sorry? Are you going to stop talking about Bo? And Curtis's exact response was, no way. <laughs> Damn right. No way. <laughs> you know, with me and Bo, me, we spark up from time to time. Last time, remember, I think we were at the uh, Sinatra show, remember? No, Sin- I didn't go to that. Oh, you didn't go yeah, to that. You no. would have missed it on my way out. Say, hey, Bo, you got your shine box. <laughs> oh, God. Don't you remember how you went crazy that well, time? Of course he should go crazy. What do you mean shine box? You know how, you know how Billy Bats ended up in that movie yeah, after we said that to Robert that, that, to Joe but, Pesci? But anyway, let's not digress because you owe me and the audience an apology. I owe an apology. I welcome you back into the family on Monday. I had such nachos. No, actually Tuesday because once again, you had John Katsimatidis bump me for a second time. <laughs> I had a few words with John about that. I said, John. Let me, let me be quite frank with all of you. As Sid goes on this victory tour of his rating success, patting himself on the back so hard he's got to go for a chiropractic uh, By the way, adjustment. not patting myself. I mean, I've received phone calls and texts from Dan Mason, Chris Olivero, some Again, of the most important people in the radio business. Were you not saying yesterday on this very microphone, I'm so tired, I'm so sore. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. patting yourself on the back so much. And then at the end of the show, you said, you know, four months ago, I was at a 4-6, right? Four months ago. Which, by the way, is still twice as good as anybody else at this station and in this market. Wait a second. Slowly I turn, step by step. Four months ago, you had me on once a week. You went from 4-6 to 5-6. Then you looked at the analytics and you said, let's do them twice a week. You went from 5-6 to 6-6. Then all of a sudden, you had me on three times a week. You went from 6-6 to 7-6. How come you're not giving me any of the cred for that, huh? So you're saying... That over the last three months, as this show has improved in ratings, 69%, four months, months, 69% from a very good number, 4.6, to a miraculous number, 7.6, you have done the math and you have figured out that you are the person that deserves a ton of that credit. Uh, I would say Medja, Medja, Poco, Poco, at least half of that credit. <laughs> You're insane. Because I'm the only fiend. I'm the only foe. Everybody else is Barney talk. Every time oh, you God. interview somebody, yeah. you say, oh, that was the greatest interview in the world. Hey, Gordon Chang, uh, can you declare war for us? You know who has Gordon Chang on now? Everybody has Gordon Chang. We need to have war against China and Russia. <laughs> yeah. Even Andrew Evilize Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta, Cuomo, King Cuomo the first. he has a podcast and nobody listens to He's advertising, uh, pay me money and listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah. I have exclusively Gordon Chang. <laughs> oh, my God, the easiest guy to book in the world. At this point, he really is, but he does he does enjoy this show. So now I just got a text from somebody else. Mm. You have no issue eviscerating, and that is the great congressman, Peter King. You've already mentioned him in this conversation. Oh, what a wuss. He says, you can tell Curtis that last night's event with the Reverend the Rabbi, which I heard was magnificent, was sponsored by John Katsimatidis and Red Apple, the same people that pay Curtis. So when you ask why Peter King was there, he's trying to say, hey, dummy, Curtis, it was a station event. No, no, no. It was oh, no. for sickle fence, toadies, and lackeys of Eric Adams. I'm surprised you weren't there and didn't take an ice bath no, no. with him right up on the stage. I, I, I don't have to go to these events with Mayor Eric Adams because him and I hang out together alone. Yeah, I don't need to show up in front of 30 other people. How come I was invited? 
To what? They had like 40 people demonstrate inside. I mean, for the <laughs> Rev and the Rab, you know, uh, Rabbi, all of a sudden, you know, that's the uh, 4 o'clock Bluebird special uh, uh, people listening. <laughs> they got all excited. There was like 40 people. You like fascist. They had to be hustled out of there. And then here's Peter King flexing. I'll protect you, Eric Adams. You're my, you're my favorite Democrat in the whole world, and I'm an Eric Adams Republican. It was, they never invited me, Sid. They never invited me. Am I not a part of WABC? You are a part of WABC. So how come but I wasn't invited? Because it, it's a part of ABC that while you're successful, you get big ratings, you're entertaining, and people love you. You're kind of like an, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Lou, give me a word to describe why people don't want Curtis Sliwa in public places, even though we realize how great he is. What's the word I'm looking for? Psychotic? Yeah, you're like psychotic, Kurt. You're weird. You're, there's something wrong with no, you. No, because, you know, Eric Adams on the stage, <laughs> swagger man with no plan would have been thrown. You know that. I would have said, oh, you're trying to compete well, oh, hold with... On, hold I would have said, Eric, why are you trying to compete with the TikTok girls and Kardashians so, to be an influencer? Wait, wait a second. You, you cannot, and we have to wrap this up shortly, you cannot act like a tough guy with Mayor Eric Adams when, in fact, we've now played the tape and we've got multiple witnesses that had you basically crying inside the studio when Bo Deedle entered. You are not that tough. It's over, Kurt. Wait, wait, it's said. done. Let me, there let me was a time when anybody on the train who caused problems, you were going to take them out. At this point, Oh, Mr. It's tough over. Guy, I'm going to hammer Eric Adams. He ain't going to get away with what he tweeted at DeSantis. And then he comes on with you. It was like a love affair. Even the Daily News said, oh, it's like two lovebirds. Why didn't you take an ice bath with Eric? Both of you stripped oh, down God. to your BBDs. What will these out And hey, Peter King, you gave us George Santos. Oh, that's a real winner. Every day he's shaming the Republican Party. They're all sellouts. I'm the one who's fighting. I'm in Astoria. I'm fighting AOC all out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> anybody else joining me in that battle? Of course not. They're too busy going to kiss up to Eric Adams and be his groupie like you and Peter King. I got to tell you, I think Curtis is right. I think our success is all about giving him another day. Yes. You may have to go to four days. Four. What about five? <laughs> right? You'll be over ten. You will set all-time records. Forget how it's done. But get anybody in morning radio. Harry Harris and the rest of them. You will be number one, second and none. Five days a week, Sliwa, 7.05 in the morning. And don't bump me, John Katzmatidis. You hurt me. I'll never recover from that. You hurt me, John.